All right, about time. We're uh, we're ten minutes late already. Ten minutes late? I count twelve. Yes. Oh, even worse, even worse. Punctuality. Uh, thank God you get to listen to this on Monday morning. I don't. Yeah, we're not late at all, though. It's not like we're. Uh, you know, if if we were, you know, like a regular scheduled radio program, then yeah, certainly there would be people waiting for us. You know, like if hey, I was I, l- listening to Q one hundred and seven. Right, and I had my my my, uh, my bedside clock set ten minutes fast. Uh, so when I wake up at nine a.m., it's actually eight fifty, where we're playing uh, Smarter Than Derringer. I'd be pissed if I didn't hear Smarter Than Derringer every morning at eight fifty a.m. Is that the one where they quiz you, and yeah. then they, and then what do you win with that? You know, it's like radio prizes, so it's always like prize of the week. You know, it's sometimes like. $100 gift card for here, or, you know, uh, two Blue Jays tickets, or, you know, r- radio prizes type of stuff. Right, right. So nothing really that great. Have you ever won anything on the radio? I never had. My dad has. Uh, what did he win? He won, I think it was actually, <laughs> I think it was actually Blue Jays tickets. That's not bad. Yeah, it was um, it, it was Q107 or Tell My Fam, one of those type of things. No call in. Uh, and the question was, uh, London, Ontario is the city of what? And I guess he was the seventh. Loses. <laughs> he was the seventh or eleventh <laughs> caller or something. Uh, and he got it right. So it's the, uh, it's the city. It's like, it's called the city of forests or the city of trees. Either one. It has it has something to do with the trees and the forests. Uh, and you're saying to yourself, like, that's a dumb name. But then you go yes. to London, Ontario, and you realize, holy shit, these trees are massive. A lot of homeless people there. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Uh, I, I, okay, I, I guess I noticed the uh, the tall trees, not the, uh, not the plight of homelessness. What do you call what you want? I noticed something different. Um, I was in London, I think last week, and I thought it was shit. I didn't like it one bit. That was my take. Now, on what it. were you doing there, Cam? Because I can only imagine if you are traveling an hour away, it's for something like there's a purpose. It's not for fun. Um, there we were doing car shopping for Shannon, so we were purpose. We, got, we were ne- we were negotiating. Yeah, it's it's not like you uh, it's not like you said we're gonna go to London and have a nice a nice luncheon. Maybe a nice uh, walk through the downtown core. Maybe no, uh, pure see if there's business. A nice it was pathway. a snowstorm. Exactly, and pure business isn't is never fun, anyways. Yeah, it is. No, it's life. Yes. I don't know about that. I don't know about that one, Cam. I think you should go back. Maybe give it a shot. You know, see, uh, they have a big park in the middle of uh, their downtown, uh, and there's free Wi-Fi in the whole park. Great, so I can be on my phone in the park. Like, exactly. What are you trying to get out here? Well, yeah, you can. Oh, that sounds fantastic. You can stream. So you're saying you're saying London is so shit that they need to put Wi-Fi in their parks because the trees are that ugly. The trees are so the trees are so lo- no the trees are so large it actually blocks any kind of five G coming to your phone anyways. So they need this uh, enhanced Wi-Fi system just to just to keep up with demand. No, just get rid of the get rid of the internet there. That's how you that's how you make a real park. Oh, park should be inter, should, park should be uh, Wi-Fi free. Yeah, I think so. That's I think you should be saying. phone free. I think I think you should get one of those Yoder bags when you walk into a park, and everyone has to actually engage with each other. Am I crazy here, what's, Cam? What's a Yoder bag? 
I've never it's, heard uh, of the one. It's the ones that comedians use when they don't want people to use their phones at shows where you go in and then you give your phone to the person at the front. They put it in a bag. They close it. It has some kind of lock on it that you, uh, I don't know, maybe you get like a magnetic thing that only opens your bag. So oh, that, okay. Yeah, yeah. So because this is all yeah. pre-COVID. We're just handing shit out. We're touching it. We're letting other people touch it. Yeah, speaking of pre-COVID, I was talking to um, Shannon's brother today about um, those Vuvuzelas. You remember those in like sporting? The, um, of course, as ones? we all remember, those big plastic uh, tubes that people, uh, that soccer fans particularly like to uh, sing through. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but those got banned a few years ago because they're so annoying, right? <laughs> banned due to annoying. Oh, now, that's something new. I th- I, I, I'm pretty sure on this one. Like, definitely some sporting venues just say, no, we're not going to allow you to uh, use those because, I mean, I was watching a soccer game last night, the Canada versus Honduras game. Holy smokes. What a just consistent bad noise the fans are made without well, have to be an, it, would, it would probably be a nightmare for broadcasters N- nightmare for broadcast and nightmare for every fan that doesn't have one yeah i've attended one soccer game where i don't know if they had those things cuz there's already enough chance and hooting and hollering to begin with like, you don't need an outside noisemaker. Like, if you're in a stadium with 40,000 people, why do we need more, like, a, something to make it louder? Just use your voice and go, ah! Yeah. And ah. I, I think that would be fine. Or boo! Or yippee! Yeah, no. Or uh, hail any, Satan! Well, hail the Satan! Here, he was saying yesterday that, or today, that um, apparently when they had him at the, what do you call it? Some World Cup in might have been in Africa, one of the countries there. Um, everybody got sick because you're just blowing germs out. Which then I thought, I can't believe they're still allowed uh, in any stadium. Like you think that'd be the first one to shut down? You know what uh, I mean? Well, I mean, I guess <clears throat> I mean you're not blowing out any more or less germs than if you were to just yell with your mouth, I anyways. I think you are. You're literally projecting it through a thing that shoots it out yeah but the but the source is the same amount it's no it's like a cannon one just kind of goes around you the other one just shoots out to 30 people oh so you're saying you know like if if you yell maybe your germs just kind of fall two feet Correct. down but yeah. if you're kind of projecting it through a thing um uh it, it and now cam now, now this affects you deeply i know uh because off air you and i were talking about this uh that you were recently asked to attend the uh didgeridoo uh world cup where you were actually going to compete with other didgeridoo players um but unfortunately the entire event was canceled due just to the length of the uh the device itself and the germs yeah, the, uh, the there were some strict COVID protocols mm-hmm. there. Uh, uh, the judges all got sick, because so it just you've been practicing your didgeridoo a lot recently, and uh, I know it's caused um, you know a bit of uh, uh, you know some uh, some tumultuous attitudes in the household, um, uh, amongst the two of you. But you seem to be pushing through. Uh, I will. I will one day become a didgeridoo all star. I did. 
Exactly. Yeah, you're you're hoping. You know, like when a like a classic question people ask will be like the uh, if you were to uh, kind of make your favorite like your all time band, what would it be? You know, you got like Jimi Hendrix on guitar, you got Paul McCartney on bass, Keith Moon on drums. But meanwhile, you're you're wondering who can fill the didgeridoo position. You're thinking to yourself, Camilla Claire on didgeridoo. That's the plan, yeah. And yeah. I'm hoping that one day Didgeridoo and Camel Clear will be synonymous, just like Kleenex and facial tissue. Just ex- ex- just like Kleenex and facial tissues, baby. Let's kick it. Continuing tonight on two C's in a pod. 96.7 on your... Two C's in a pod, 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 two C's in a Hitting just ones, what I call that? Uh, all, yeah, you're hitting all ones on that digital footprint. That's right, folks. You're listening to Two Season Pod, episode 104. Um, as we're cruising past that hundo, uh, it really feels like we have nothing else uh, to know. I mean, our next goal really feels so far away. If you were to ask, if you were to ask me on episode four, you know, episode 100 was years away but now that we're on episode 104 episode 200 really feels like it's years away again technically it is at this rate yeah unless we just start doing a daily podcast where we talk about crypto which is oh yeah i bought my i bought my first nfts you bought you bought your first crypto (laughs) no i bought my first nfts okay uh i don't fully understand what i bought i will say that much the ufc had a uh, they were doing their first ever drop of NFTs, mm-hmm. $50 USD through Dapper. And then uh, I bought it. I bought the pack, just like trading cards, and I ended up getting three moments, um, which are... I, they, have you been following this like NA, NBA Top Shot thing? Yeah, I know how Top Shots work, so I, I presume it's similar? Similar to, like, to, to that. So for the um, folks at home, how the top shots work, let's say it's a big dunk by LeBron James. Okay, and there'll be a video package that will be that dunk. Now, there are only, um, let's say, uh, 5,000 of that one particular dunk. So then you might have number 3,672 3, of that 5,000. Therefore, thereby making it, you know, like official in that kind of thing, making it limited. Uh, and Cam, I can see that yours is um, a sim- similar situation. Yeah, exactly. So we have three going on here. Prohachka, Derchero, and Barboza. Uh, just three clips, and you can have the uh, details here. I seem to think that I don't know why these are valuable yet. My buddy thinks because they're Series 0, they're valuable, mm-hmm. meaning that this is the first one they've ever released. I personally really like this knockout by Yuri Prohachka with the spinning back elbow, who could be a future champion. Um, but the thing is, this is uh, one of 23,000, so not our best, really. Not but, the most rare thing in the world. But Cam, like you had just said, you know, uh, it's simil- it is it is exactly like the trading card. That's all it is, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, you have uh, f- number 4,667 of the DCR, DCRO. 
Um, but you know, like again, the the, the Gretzky rookie card is worthless unless Gretzky ha- if Gretzky doesn't have the career that he had. Yeah, so I'm hoping that um, I don't think Barbos is gonna have a big comeback. Um, but Prohachka does he is fighting for a title next. So we're hoping that that's going to really pay itself off. And My buddy says do not sell, but oh, here's the nice thing. The UFC fucked up when they uh, issued them too, so they sent out a correction. They said, hey, we realized we didn't send out enough super rare cards. So everybody who bought from the first pack, which was 100,000 people, sold out first day, um, gets one free NFT sent to their account, magically dropped in. It could be a rare one, could be a non-rare one. And on top of that, you get a $50 credit. So I'm I'm already even. <laughs> You're already even. Yeah, which is pretty sick. Well, yeah, that's exactly so, it. See, it's it's the risk, you, it, or it's the uh, it's what you do, right? I remember opening like a pack of Yu-Gi-Oh cards one time, like at the store that I bought it at. Yeah. And getting some card, it was called like Black Dragon. Blue-eyed Dragon? No, Blue-eyed Dragon. Red-eyed Black Dragon? Blue-eyed black dragon? Something like this. And I do remember immediately selling it back to the guy um, at, at the shop. I do remember immediately kind of, and he may have given me like 30 bucks for it because uh, the card was rare. Because, you know, you could have opened that pack and you could have ended up with uh, Anderson Silva uh, breaks his tibia amphibia around somebody's leg. You know, that could have been your NFT. Anderson Silva's leg wrapping around the other guy's leg as it just kind of flops around. It was Blue Eyes, Blue Eyes White Dragon. And it had... <laughs> that was close. <laughs> it had eight stars. That's how powerful it was. This legendary dragon is a powerful engine of destruction. Virtually invincible. Yet very few have faced this awesome creature to live to tell the tale. Attack three thousand. Defense yep. twenty five hundred. Yeah. Do you did you ever play Yu Gi Oh or did you just collect the cards? I played it. Yeah, I played all of the. Dude, why would you not keep that one? Then you just that that's your ace in the hole. Because you're because tw- you're like ten. And they're like, I'll give you thirty dollars. You're like, how much is this worth? You're like seven hundred. You're like, but you'll give me thirty now. No, it's not actually. So I recently I I was cleaning up some stuff in my mom's place. And I had, like, a small collection of Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Digimon cards that I had saved. Just kind of like my favorites or whatever. And I find this collection, and mom's, you know, uh, donate it, whatever. Like, I'm going to look online to see how much these cards are worth. Now that it's been Mm. 20 years since they've been purchased, they have not increased in price. Uh, Some, you know, these things specifically are not, you know, incredible amounts of money. Um, these sorts of I'm, things, but uh, I guess it really again, it, it, this is just NFTs. Um, I guess if you can get a mint copy, which the nice thing about NFTs, is I can't destroy it. I can't lose it in my bedroom. I can forget my password, but Google remembers that. Yeah, there is no like, uh, yeah, there is no degrading of the card or of the. Uh, it's a digital medium, right? It's all ones and zeros, Cam, like you had just said. Yeah, I know about the ones and zeros. Let's get into the uh, let's get into the podcast this week. First, by reviewing some parts of last week, because uh, we got some notes. Notes. We got some notes. We got some notes. 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 We got some notes. Notes and amendments. Uh, first off, in the notes department, um, the the Canadian one dollar bill. The Canadian one dollar bill left circulation in 1989, which is way later than I thought it would have. And the two dollar bill actually stopped a few years later in '96. 
uh, which is crazy because I don't really remember a two dollar bill. But I guess there would have been like five years. Oh of, yeah, there would have been five years of my life where uh, it was still around. Yeah, my dad has a few of them. Yeah, I definitely have something like in a collector's uh, a collector's bin somewhere uh, too. And uh, next up on the notes, we were talking about the green jacket, the Masters champion, Augusta. Uh, men only. We all know how it goes. And I think, Cam, your question was, why doesn't it fit? It doesn't seem to. Okay, so uh, you are right. You know, the, um, you know. So they have a, a series of test jackets that they'll give to the immediate champion, uh, and then you um, you can wear that one immediately, and then they'll eventually find ones a little more to your size. Uh, fun little notes about it, though. So the jacket that you get on that day, if you win, is presented to you by last year's champion. The year's winner. Yeah. Okay. Now, the most recent champion is allowed to take the jacket home, wear it out wherever they want to, up until the next year's Masters Tournament. Oh, that jacket. That particular jacket. Then after that, the jacket is not allowed to leave the premises of Augusta. So, Mike Weir has a little locker at Augusta where his jacket is hanging up. And if he wants that jacket, he can go back to Augusta and put it on. But he can't leave Augusta with the jacket. It's strictly forbidden by the rules. The only exception in the history of the Masters Tournament uh, was for a man named Billy, Cas- uh, Billy Casper, who uh, wife asked for it following his passing away. Uh, his wife asked if he could be buried in that jacket. Augusta made a special exemption for him so he could be buried um, in the jacket. But it's the only time that a green jacket has ever left Augusta National Course. So uh, let me get this straight. You Once you win it for the year, you can take it anywhere. Yes, you have one year... You can wear gotcha. it home. That's can, pretty sick. I actually like that a lot but more. But then now. after that, so that's when, that's why we see at the Masters Tournament. They all have their they jackets They all have their on. jackets on because you show up, you go to your little locker, which is reserved for you. You put on your little jacket. But then when it's time to go, you got to put the thing back. And for those wondering specifically what color it is, because Cam, it's not just green. We think not. of it as a green jacket. No, the exact color is rye green Pantone 342. Or the color of the 17th green at Augusta. Is that is that also true? No. Then why would you say it? Because I love to fool you. You do. Um, so, those, yeah, those are a couple of notes for last week, Cam. Um, sounds great. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that. I've been watching more golf this year. I was actually watching the tournament yesterday. The Farmers Open. They all the big names are out. Bryson DeChambeau, Justin Thomas, Ricky Fowler. A bunch of people did not make the cut. Um, but it was. I I I find right now I'm watching a lot of sports. How's VJ doing? How's VJ Singh doing? Retired. Fuck. <laughs> Tiger. Um, Maybe coming back. Then why did I put five thousand dollars on him to win? <laughs> yeah, that'd be okay. I think around. I think. We could turn this into a gambling podcast. <laughs> now, Cam, this is scary because you've been pushing this for a little while, and you just keep disagreeing. But I I'm g- saying for big, <laughs> I'm saying for big events, we should slap little futures down. You know, 
slap a little future or, down or, or 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 here maybe it's something better cam instead of winning money we have to owe each other something now this is interesting cam because i feel as though you're uh your newfound uh now i hesitate to use the word addiction i'm gonna say your newfound appreciation passion for gambling really coincides winning. with uh you have a wedding to pay for i feel like the two are all it's, it's almost one begot the other Hey, you got to find a way to fund it, right? I guess I guess so. Um, <laughs> and uh, I guess for some people, it could be a passion towards uh, organized gambling. Uh, yeah, I would call it organized winning personally. Um, but yeah, you call it that. Okay, 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 I'll call it that. I'm saying that if we picked, say, like, if there was a big sporting tournament, like March Madness, mm-hmm. and then you get, th- we each get three picks, and be like, you pick your three teams, I'll pick my three teams. If either of us win, then we can, uh, the other person is in a favor of someone else or so, of some sort. You know what I mean? Yeah, some kind of uh, not in, necessary. They're in debt. There's, yeah, there's not, not financial. a monetary amount tied to it. Right. Like, I, I I can think of something, but whether it be something that's embarrassing or uh, whether it be when you come to my house next time, you're cooking me a steak dinner and I'm sitting on the couch. That's fun. That's fun. You know, yeah. Uh, if yeah, you win, then I yeah, you got you kind of some something harmless like a like a dinner. Yeah. Or uh, you know, I have um, this big callus on my heel that I need to uh, kind of sand off with a little piece of sandpaper. Uh, about once a week and it's kind of like you know if i win then you <laughs> do you do you actually sand it off once a week uh yeah maybe once or twice um yeah i have don't you uh, want to get your feet hard i have a um i have a little piece of sandpaper in our vanity i call it my foot pad and uh i just kind of sit there and some of that dead skin See, I like having the hard feet. I want to get them as on hard the as back? possible. It's on the back yeah. of my foot. The back of my heel. Oh, I heel. got the same one. Like, yeah, it's good. No, no, no. Like, the rough edges. Not, not on the bottom. No, the rough edges are nicking my socks and putting holes in them. Like, I need wow. to resolve this. Uh, it's wow. not It's not a bunion or anything. It's just a callus. It's oh, just, sure. It's not a get, bunion. I don't think you can get a bunion off the back of your foot. Oh, sure, uh, Cam. It's not a look, bunion. We will have to look into that one, though. Yeah, said every person I've ever dated. It's not a bunion. Yeah, my ass. <laughs> Big old bunion feet over here. Yeah, well, that was actually that was actually your answer um, to your penis. Um, uh, they uh, a lot of people would say, "Is that a bunion?" And you say, "No, that's not a bunion. That's my penis." Uh, <laughs> and it takes a, a lot of convincing. Um, but I guess tr- like- tr- trust me, trust me. It's uh, I, sh- I shave it off. Okay, Cam, I got a little game for you. Uh, do you want to play it? Yeah. Okay, so uh, this game has no... This This is not a segment. This game has no title. Uh, it's just a game that I thought you and I could play. Cam, I'm sending something to... Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sending you a photo right now um, where... Um, okay, so every single year, the new festival lineup comes out, of course. Uh, we have Lollapalooza. We've got... 
Coachella. We have, you know, many different festivals around. So I, Cam, I just sent you Coachella's lineup for the 2022 year. So Cam, here's the game that we are going to play. I just turned 30 and have no problem with it. Cam, you just turned 27? Seven. And I, think, yeah. I feel as though you're still trying to cling on to your youth. Um, mainly because you're I don't know, man. I got slicked back hair right now. I'm in a waffle sweater. Um, I I, I think that's gone. There, it, it could be gone. It could be gone, or maybe you know. But then again, you've been trying to hit the golf course like never before. You've been fighting through your hernia. You're trying to uh, hold on to elements of your youth. So, Cam, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go through each night. Of the Coachella Festival, Cam, I need to hear two answers from you. Now, I'm going to give the same answers. I've vaguely looked at this a lineup just in the sense of trying to create a game. We're going to go through each line until you can't sing a song by one of the artists. Does, it, okay. does that make sense? Uh, so, yes. Cam, I'll walk you through it. So night I get one, it. I get it. I'm one, realizing night one, it's going to take a while. Our big headliner is Harry Styles. He's okay, on the line so I, by himself. I cannot. I could not name or sing to you a Harry Styles song. It's like strawberries on a summer evening. That one. Mm-hmm. Strawberries on a, in, strawberries on a summer evening. I don't know if I could ever live without. Yeah, that's a song. Well, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say you passed that round, Cam. On our next line, because remember, folks, when we're looking at festival lineups, we always put them in terms of our, the level of popularity. The more popular go up top, and by the bottom are the ones you've never heard of. So our second line on the first night of Coachella, we have Lil Baby. If if you can sing uh, one, if you pa- can sing one of the songs, that's a pass for me. Pass. Daniel Caesar. Pass. Uh, Phoebe Bridgers. Pass. Big Sean. Pass. Grupo Ferme. Pass. Lewis the Child. Pass. Baby Keem. Pass. Okay, Cam, so you and I have both failed night one of Coachella. Hey, no, 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 we haven't got to King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Uh, Well, okay, so now my, now my, 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 my idea was the game was as soon as there is a line in which you you know nobody... Uh, because Cam, you what? One could argue that twenty-seven to thirty, the Coachella Festival is made for us. Um, so you and I automatically, you and I are out on the on the second line. After that, yeah, still woozy, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, Snow Allegra, City Girls, Maddion, Nikki, Lane Eight, Pink Sweat, Omar Apollo, Black Coffee. I've heard of none of these. And I don't think you have either, Cam. Okay, so let's move on to our second night of Coachella. The Saturday night. Night one, the big, or night two, the big headliner, Billie Eilish. That one, uh, yeah, I can do a few. Get, I, I need something to believe you. Um. baby. <laughs> So you a tough guy, like you're really rough guy. Nailed okay, it. that's cool. That's good. That's fantastic. I mean, I already lost. I got nothing on the Billie Eilish. But Cam, but you're keep going. So second line on our second night of Coachella, we have Flume. Uh, Flume, I know one of their songs. I don't think it has lyrics, though. 
Okay, okay, that's fair. There could be an electronic artist. It's in my uh, cycling playlist. Uh, we have Megan the Stallion. <sighs> uh, I don't think I can. I've heard of her, though. We have Disclosure. Uh, yes, I do know a song by them. Um... Disclosure. I can't remember it. So I'll have to pass then. <laughs> 21 Savage. 21, 21, 21, 21. 21, 21, 21. Israel song. I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Danny Elfman. Never heard of him. Uh, he, he's a composer. He's a composer, actually. Uh, Strome. Nothing. Giveon. Nothing. Anita. Nothing. Nothing. So you passed that second line, so we're going to move over to the third line where I feel as though you may actually have some success. We have Brock Hampton. Yes, I know a song about Brock Hampton. We need to sing um, it or else I don't believe it. I'm trying to think of one song by Doc Brock Hampton. Um, fuck, I can't remember the last time I listened to one. You can you can pass you can pass if you can't get no, it. No, I'm I'm gonna get it. it uh, Brockhampton. Oh, man, I went to one of their concerts and they played the same song nine times, and I don't know how I can't remember. Like they played it nine times in a row. Um. Okay, Cam, I'm gonna have to pass you on I'm this pass one. It, pass it, yeah. Uh, just because it's not good radio to listen to, to, to you think. think. Uh, next up, we have Rich Brian. He does the song that was really popular. Yep. Well, how, how does it go? Uh, can you give me the name? Uh, I don't remember the name either. I remember the song. I remember the name. You, can you sing the song? It was, uh, I don't give a fuck about a motherfucking, motherfucking pope. I'm a pull up with that stick and hit stick. your motherfucking throat. Uh, we have Girl in Red. That one's news to me. Wallows. Nothing. Isaiah Rashad. <clears throat> I'll, I'll give you that one caribou nothing uh we have cuckoo nothing conan Cucco, gray Cuc nothing never heard of these people coffee nope channy is coffee there twice i feel like or was there no, no that black was black coffee, coffee. Was this is coffee with a k everybody uh, well of course they put black coffee on the yeah first so one. we have chami nothing dixon Nope. Okay, so I'm gonna say, Cam, you failed that. Uh, or did you? Uh, you got a Freddie couple. Freddie Gibbs. Freddie. They okay, got a so, hundred Gex and Freddie Gibbs. I know those two. Okay, so next line we have Caroline Polachek. Nope. Turnstile. Nope. Hundred Gex. Yes. Um, they have a song called. I think it's called like, um, Ferrari. I need it to be sung or else. Uh, fuck! You can't expect me to think. Something okay. like that. Freddie Gibbs. And uh, Freddie and Gibbs. Mad Lib. And Mad Lib. So that he came out with two albums. Uh the first one was um why can't I remember you put me in so much pressure, Cam? A Freddie Gibbs song that I can think of right now. 
Okay, that's good enough. Uh, Pablo Vitar. Nothing. Hot Chip. I'm just going to go ahead and... I know Steve Lacey. Okay. So he's three down there. Yeah. Um... This is my Wow. Okay, Cam, so we're moving on to the next line. You're getting way further than I Dude, thought you are, would. Um, uh, Rina, you, so, Rina Sawayama. Uh, this whole line I'm reading. Well, Japanese Breakfast, Masiago, Chelsea Cutler, Nikki Nicole, Richie Holland, Beach Bunny, Amber Mark, Ed Maverick, Kern Joyce. Those are all nothing. Okay, but Cam, you made it five... Uh, or rather four lines down on day two. Who knows? Maybe Coachella day two is the one for you. So we're coming up to our final day of Coachella, day three, uh, where our headlining act is none other than Kanye West. Yeah. uh, Sorry, could you repeat that? Uh, that You dead named him. Sorry, yay. Um, I do need a a song to be sung. Um, Work it, make it, do it. Makes us older, better, faster, stronger. Oh, we'll take it. Uh, next up line, uh, we have Doja Cat. Nothing. Joji. Nothing. Jamie XX. No, them can't remember the song right now. Run the Jewels. Yes. Um, let me try and think of the song right now. We need a song, because here, no I, recognizing an artist's name, that's a dime a dozen. No, I... Th- ah, fuck. I know them so well, too. Run... Jeez, run the jewels. You can't search, Kim. Uh, You're frantically typing run the jewels I know, into Spotify. I know. I, I just can't. Okay, I'm going to pass on this one. It's embarrassing. We have Carol G. Nothing. Maggie Rogers. Yes, Maggie Rogers. Uh, just give me a second to think, Cam. Maggie Rogers. Uh, okay, I'll give it to you. Ari Lennox. Nothing. Banda MS. Nope. Okay, so Cam, you are making it to the second round. You are, you are making it to the third line here because you knew that uh, Maggie Rogers song. So we have Fatboy Slim. Uh, nothing. We have Main Skin. That doesn't sound uh, good. M- M- Main Skin? No, I've never heard of them. Uh, J.I.D. Oh, fuck. I've heard of, I So he came out with a popular album last year, I think. Yeah, but I don't think I, I might have listened to like one song, but so I'm gonna go ahead and say I don't know them. Slander. Nope. Solomon. Nope. Jesse Reyes. No. Denzel Curry. Uh, yes. You're the ultimate person to have a certificate. Okay. We have Phineas. Nope. We have Vince Staples. Yes, uh, Vince Staples has a, had a really good album about five, probably seven years ago now. Okay. This can be forever, babe, forever, babe. This can be forever, babe. When you think about the song life, think about next. Okay, we have Dave. <laughs> I know a Dave. Don't know this one. Fred again. Uh. No. Okay. Well, Cam, you made it through to the next round with that. Uh, wow. So, uh, do I have to just get one? All we need is to... all we need is one to prove okay. how close to the youth culture you are actually a part of. Uh, next right. up, we have duck sauce. Boo! 
Okay. Remember okay. That? Bar- Barbara Streisand. I, I remember that. Chican- Chicano Batman. Nope. Duke Dumont. Nope. Kim Petras. Nope. Orville Peck. Nope. Nathaniel Cano. No. B. Badoobie. I think I think we should just call it now. <laughs> Belly. No, the Blessed Madonna. No, Honey Dijon. Well, Cam, no. you you got duck sauce, so you I, get, you, I, you I get know. to go so, so one now, more round. So, Cam, we have Alec Benjamin. Nothing. Ali Gady. No. Surf Curse. No. Michael Beebe. No. Nathy Peluso. Sounds like a politician. Maxo Cream. Nope. Bedouin. Is that Bedouin SoundCloud? I'm going to say no because it would probably be labeled as such. Emotional Oranges. Uh, no. Channel Tires. No. Yola. No. Hayden James. And no. Well, there you go. Cam, you did a lot better than I thought you would. I don't think I give you enough credit for being such a young person. Thank you. I have friends that keep up with music and they keep me informed. And right, so possibly without them, you would have no clue what the hell's going on. If if without them, I would just be way too knowledgeable about the UFC. Yeah, I can tell you personally, I make it one line in and then I have no clue what the hell is going on. Um, but that's fantastic. So folks, keep your ears open for, uh, we'll get a Lollapalooza lineup, I'm sure. Maybe some kind of like South by Southwest. Uh, as these festival lineups start to pop up, we will uh, we will play this game again. Uh, just to see how in touch you and I both are. So, Oh, so what are the big festivals in a year? Uh, that is a good question. Yeah, Coachella, Lollapalooza. There's one called Stagecoach. Um, South by Southwest. That's a festival-ish. Um, that's in Texas, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll keep we'll keep our ears peeled for it. We'll, we're keeping them peeled. We're keeping them peeled because uh, it is a fun little game to play. No, no, not not an official game, not an official segment. Just something to uh, something to keep us occupied. Is it not an official segment because you don't want to make a soundtrack for it? No, because it's not. There's not enough to do for it. There's what three festivals a year, and then after that, it's like okay. There's no like there's no limitless possibility where you know free on Kijiji is limitless. It's just fucking go online and find something free. That's what you think. <laughs> That's what I think. It's not limitless. There I dude like the amount of time I spend scrolling for free shit on Kijiji, unacceptable. It takes so damn long cuz there's it's just the same shit over and over. Free dirt, move it yourself. Uh free piano, free lumber. Move it yourself. It's all move free, move it yourself yeah. type of shit. It's like it's like I can't lift this anymore. That's all it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be it. That all was right. a lot of fun. Um what what time are we at here? Because I got shit to do today. Holy fuck, we're flying by. Okay, we gotta let's let's get into our games of the evening here. Yeah, let's do it. Let's uh let's cover because we're winding ourselves down. Of course, only three more episodes to go in season one. But let's give you a little MacGyver and Fiverr. Ma 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 MacGyver and Five. It's time for MacGyver and Fiverr. MacGyver and Fiverr. It's time for MacGyver and Fiverr. Because we only have five minutes to recap this week's episode of Mac. MacGyver. <laughs> Let's do it. Because I am you're kicking it off, Cam. 
because of course every single week we recap the uh, life and adventure of Special Agent MacGyver as he traverses the world solving all of its problems. Now we only have five minutes to recap this week's episode um, and we are almost done season one. Three more episodes to go. So certainly off air we need to have a conversation about what our next show is going to be. Uh, but I really can't wait, Cam. You're going to kick this week's uh, MacGyver off. And I so th- here's a note here, Cam. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say I have a lot, so I hope you don't have oh, a lot. Oh God! Okay, I also have make, a lot. I, it's happened before. We didn't make it through on an episode where there was literally a bomb and a timer, and we couldn't get through it. Uh, so, so this one, uh, I will, I will say, this is the first time I've watched the episode in single speed because it didn't have the option for one and a half speed. Oh so yes, we'll okay. see if my notes are reflected <laughs> that way. Yeah, maybe you get every single little detail. MacGyver and like, his. I bl- got, I got every name this time, which is un- uncharacteristic. MacGyver and his blue jeans. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. yes. Okay, we have five minutes to kick it off, so uh, let's let let's get it started. In three. Two, one. We kick off in North Africa where some kids are playing soccer with MacGyver by a church where Mac meets a lady who is dropping off some clothing. Her name is Sarah and immediately she catches Mac's heartstrings. Sarah wants Mac to break out her brother, Brian, out of prison. He was accused and tried for trying to save human lives as a human, human, human humanist. To get himself into prison, Mac grabs two balls of soda and sprays the two police officers nearby, getting him instantly arrested for assault on an officer. He meets a prisoner in the prison named Francois, who tells him to scoop on the prison. The man who runs the joint is named Khan, who is curious about why Mac is there and why really any American is there. While in the prison yard, Mac starts working on a paper mache hot air balloon with the fire he was able to create in a prison yard, inexplicably why this is allowed, to send Sarah a signal, which somehow she now knows is for her. After making the signal, he needs to go find a prisoner named Brian Ashford, which is Sarah's brother. Suddenly, Khan's bodyguard tells Mac that Khan wants to speak with him. After some back talk, they fight, creating an immediate three-on-one situation where they grab Mac and bring him into Khan's office. Mac gets him onto his side by opening up his stereo and repairing the EQ balance on his stereo, making it sound a whole hell of a lot better. Learn that Khan, the person who's running the prison, is making PCP in the prison and selling it outside. He offers Mac offers to repair Khan's uh, PCP lab if he can speak with Brian Ashford. He gets into Brian's cell and makes up a bogus story about them bringing in airships to get Brian out, fooling the guards who Mac knows uh, were recording the entire conversation. The guards hear them say to themselves, they will allow it to continue because they heard in the conversation that Brian has a ton of money and they will try and get rich from it and then kill Mac. While in his cell, the guards come, while Mac is in his cell, the guards come to let him know his wife, Sarah, is there for a visit. Cam, I'll pass it off to you. Um, his wife Sarah is there. Okay, okay. Um, yeah. So Sarah's there, and uh, they get into um. Well, fuck. Okay, you sorry. You ended a little early. They they do they do some kissing. They do some kissing. <laughs> yeah. So they do they do some kissing, and uh, they're actually just kind of communicating what uh, their actual plan is. Mac tells uh, Sarah to get a bunch of uh cars ready, uh, because the breakout will happen. Um. So now uh. Fuck them all, all off. Um, 
uh, because, uh, okay, yeah, um, it turns out uh, it was a conjugal visit type situation. That was real weird. They talk very secretly tomorrow that at noon the escape is happening, so get the cars ready. An officer is listening on the other end. Did they bang? Who knows? Back in the prison yard, Max shows off some soccer skills with the confidence of a man who just got laid. He makes his way to Khan's office, who takes him back to his little PCP operation. Khan then asks how the meetup with Brian went. Mac lies and said that Brian is an old pal. Khan leaves the room and Mac gets to work. Khan and the officer have a little face-to-face where they both imply uh, to be a little more important than they have led us to believe. Khan is ordered to stay with Mac. Meanwhile, Mac has tied a spatula to an overhead fan so that the fan rotates and gently hits the rubber of the spatula. He also plays a small tape recorder on top. Then he pulls the PCP onto a jacket and intends to use it as a bomb. Right then, the whole jail goes on lockdown as the guards are told to stock up on ammo as they prepare for a big escape. Back to Mac, where he takes some ice and puts it uh, um, on top of a bu- on top of a kind of platform above a uh, bucket filled with gasoline. He then ties some electrical wire around the ice. Uh, when the ice melts, hopefully we will get a spark. So Mac takes the spatula off as well as the recording device. When he leaves the room, Khan stops him and asks him about the $12 million that Brian was talking about. Mac baits Khan along, saying if he helps him, uh, we'll, we can split it. The ice continues to slowly melt. Sarah drives up slowly in a taxi cab. The plan so far is working. Mac, Mac asks Francois if he could trade some PCP soak jacket for the food uh, and the tape recorder is in there. Mac takes Khan to the yard and uh, tries to kill some time while the ice melts. Francois gets to the PA system and sets up the recording device. He gives Brian the PCP jacket to help him with his escape. Now the timer goes off and the recorder starts to play the sound of the spatula hitting the fan, which ends up sounding like a helicopter. This freaks out the guards and the alarm sound. Amongst the commotion, Brian uses his PCP jacket to explode through the prison bars right when the ice melts and the PCP lab explodes, taking out the entire facility. The gate exp- uh, explodes open, and Sarah drives the taxi in so she can escape with Mac and Brian, but Francois stays for some reason. Sarah stops the car, and they all hop out in the middle of an alleyway. She shoots out the engine uh, to block the alley, and Brian says we can dispose of Mac now. That's right, she turns on him. We were all fooled. Turns out Sarah works for the USSR, where she deals arms with third world countries. Brian's crooked arm dealer who was arrested before the deal could go down. Before they take off, Brian steals the gun. She tries to shoot Mac. He misses. Pushes Sarah to the ground. So now Sarah says that they're off to the harbor to, uh, to deal the guns. Mac shows up, finds a crate of grenades, unloads the uh, the gunpowder in the grenades, <laughs> leading up to under the truck. The truck Time. explodes. Fuck. Time. Don't. No. No. We don't know what happens to Mac. See? Okay. So you fucked me up a little bit there. I, I did that 24 minutes. No, no, no. But there was a com- there was like a perfectly planned commercial break. Like, oh, I just go to 24 minutes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Go to if there is a commercial break around there. So no, that that's the only reason why. So I'm I, I went right at the commercial break, which was at like 22 minutes, and then I started going from there. So then when you were like, I was like, oh shit, what happened? And I couldn't find my place in my notes, and I well, ended up losing 10 seconds. I guess I guess we'll never know. It may, maybe we don't go to our next episode. There was a bomb, and he, who knows? I I couldn't explain how lax this prison was though, where he was just able to make a bonfire in the middle of the yard, and the guards are like. Eh. I don't see a fire hazard here. Both them rioting and burning this place down. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of fire going. <laughs> a lot of uh, loose prison rules, maybe. No, you haven't. Yeah, that was I a lot watch of fun. a lot of YouTube videos about former prisoners, and that does not seem to be one that they're allowed to do. Yeah, because you, uh, Cam, you you spending a lot of time. You you like to watch those uh, former prisoner breaks down prison scenes. They're the best. They're the I best. mean, there's a guy, there's a guy named Larry Lawton on YouTube who you've did definitely, like, you've definitely s- talked about this guy. I've before. talked about Larry Lawton. Is he yeah, your, he's I like mean, your favorite or something. 
I mean, he just shows up on the, the recommendation, but he'll just talk about like, how do you make wine in prison? Um, you know, w- what's your first day in the county cl- versus what the first day in prison? Like, um, how do you smoke drugs? Drugs, you know, gives you all the tips for do one they, day. Do, do they ever break down, uh, how the butt stuff works? And it'll be yeah, like, it's called suitcasing. It'll be like the prisoner, uh, is watching Shawshank Redemption. When Tim Robbins keeps getting like plowed in the butt, and then he's like, "This is pretty realistic. You would probably have five or six guys holding you down uh, as they spit lube." Or is that kind of like too much for uh, Vanity Fair's YouTube account? No, it's his own YouTube account. Oh, uh, but okay. I don't, I don't, I don't think he's gone into uh, rape in the system, but he has gone into how to get items in, which I found was really funny because you know how like I don't, you probably haven't seen this. But Obviously to make sure not. that they don't have um, items in your butt, they'll make you like strip and then they'll be like cough. And he was yeah. like, this is the stupidest system ever. He's like, if I cough, I'm not going to, if I know it's in there, I'm not going to let it out. Like you're little, me going like, <laughs> it's not going to make me drop it. He's like, I have more control in my sphincter than that. <laughs> my sphincter. Anyway, my sphincter. My powerful sphincter. Yeah. Um, let's get into our last game of the evening here because I got stuff to do today. Of course, Cam, you like booking your day down to the minute, uh, hereby giving uh, probably the smallest amount of time in your day is to your one creative outlet. Yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's Other almo- things just tasks. It's, it's almost like you read in a book that everyone should have a, a something that's creative. But then the other, like, you know, more analytical part of your brain is like, well, not over an hour. Yeah, like an hour, that seems like a lot of time. It's, you have only 24 of those in a day, Cam. Exactly, and you want to sleep for at I least 12 sleep. of them. What the fuck is all this shit? Oh. Yeah, exactly. So, Cam, if you're talking the last game of the evening, of course you're talking about a little something called Headline or Asinine. Hey, 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 Headline, hey, 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 Headline or asinine. Where where we fool each other um, with some headlines or really just talk about some news, Cam. I'm going to kick this one off here for you. Uh, Headline or asinine, the Super Bowl is asking dancers to volunteer 72 hours to perform in the halftime show. Um, Well, I know that the new COVID restrictions are in the States like, do you have a cough? Good, you're you're cleared to travel. Uh, they got a pretty lack down there, but for the Super Bowl, they probably want to be extra safe, so they're probably asking for 72 hours, so that uh, that's like some form of quarantine is my best guess. So I'm gonna call it a headline. Okay, Cam, this is a headline here. Uh, I appreciate the zero thought put into it uh, because you completely didn't understand the headline at all. So of course, next month. When That's the point of headlines, though. You're not supposed to understand them. They're supposed to be vague, and you click on them. Next month, when Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Kendrick Lamar, Dr. Dre, and Mary J. Blige take the stage at the Hooper Supertime Halftime Show at the SoFi Stadium in Inglewood, California, hundreds of fans will pour onto the field to create a crowd around the performers. Of course, we see this every single year. But what we don't see is the 72 hours of work that the group has spent over the last week and a half in unpaid rehearsals. Uh, some of which are occupying full 10-hour days. So here's what's happening. Dancers are being asked to provide their own transportation 
adhere to a strict confidentiality agreement and not be paid for their work. This has nothing to do with quarantining. This has nothing to do with COVID. They're being asked to volunteer their time. Uh, the people who we will see are mostly aspiring dancers and actors are being told to be grateful for the opportunity to be part of this once in a lifetime experience. But this definitely caused a stir, at least in the Los Angeles dancing community. So now many dancers in the community are telling other dancers to boycott the experience because the problem is bigger than the Super Bowl. Dancers and freelance artists are often expected to put in their time and not getting paid, but be grateful for the experience. When the organizers for the event were contacted, they did did mention that there are 115 paid dancers who will be on stage alongside the performers and that these volunteers are not even being asked to do choreography. They're just being asked to act as if they are enjoying the concert. This is uh, common in other large settings that we see, such as Olympic opening ceremonies. And the organizer for the event are pretty blunt, saying if you don't want to do it, then don't do it. So... Has nothing to do with quarantine, has nothing to do with COVID. It's just uh, um, people being asked to work for free. I'm still going to say that my guess was not thoughtless. I still put some thought into it. According to you, Cam. I don't know. I like um, I like it when you stretch the imagination. Create a little bit I'll of a I'll try and stretch. I'll try and stretch the imagination. I, get, I know you got shit to do, Cam, but, you know, it's uh, you know this is a schedule. You know, we have uh, fans. We have listeners who maybe care about what you have to say. All right, China gives Fight Club new ending where authorities win. Where the authorities win. Okay, so... So do you remember the end of Fight Club? Of course, so spoilers on the ending of Fight Club. It is uh, the Edward Norton character and Helena Bonham Carter. They're standing there, I guess, in the, like the one building... And uh, they're kind of watching all these skyscrapers fall down. Well, I mean, the entire movie is about anarchy, right? Yes. So I guess um, that whole idea would be um, tough for China to kind of grasp onto. I'm curious why it took them. I feel like this movie came out like 25 years ago. <laughs> like, like, do you think like the Chinese government or like the Chinese like film authority is kind of going through each year in movies and just kind of like as they go and they just got to 99 uh you know they're kind of they've been going through this start of cinema they just got through the 90s they did a whole they did a hell of a job on uh fatal attraction and basic instinct and now they've made it to 99 and uh they have to change the end of fight club i, I want to know how they changed it because they probably didn't film additional additional material and i can't imagine the studio would have opened up like you know uh you know like extras you know extra film that you know they didn't include in the final cut so I imagine whatever they do, they just took a fucking took a left turn somewhere. Uh, but it's China, so I'm going to say it's a headline. This is a headline coming from the Bangkok Post, where if you remember the end, like you you nailed it, Cam, all the buildings blow up, uh, anarchists win, it's the destruction of civilization. Now, in this 1999 cult classic, uh, obviously they're not just releasing it now, Cam, but what they are releasing is it to their latest a streaming platform. It's called Tencent, uh, Tencent Video, uh, where they made a pretty much makeover of the movie. So in the end, in the closing scenes originally, Norton's character kills off his imaginary alter ego, Tyler Durden, played by Pitt, and then watches multiple buildings explode, suggesting his character's plan to bring down the entire modern civilization underway. In the new version, the narrator still proceeds to kill Durden, but the exploding scene is replaced with a black screen and the code 
Dakota saying the police rapidly figured out the whole plan and arrested all criminals successfully preventing the bomb from exploding. Then it adds that Tyler, a figment of Tyler, the narrator's imagination was sent to a lunatic asylum for psychological treatment and was later discharged. It's just black screen, no audio, fucking a little caption comes up that <laughs> lunatic asylum. It's like, it's like all went well and the people were treated and there's nothing to worry about and the capitalists lose again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like immediately after <laughs> they're standing there, the police come in saying freeze, freeze, freeze. That's funny. Yeah, that's one of my favorite headlines of the year. I think that's got to that's got to be one of the tops. That's got to be one of the tops because uh, it's like it, it takes there's two and a half hours of plot buildup and then five seconds of J.K. <laughs> J.K. The police rapidly figured it out as they will if you try this. Yeah, and all was shut down. Yeah, yeah. Rest in peace, uh, Meatloaf, Robert Paulson. Okay, Cam, headline or asinine, uh, um, lottery winner arrested for relieving herself on her boss's desk. I feel like I've seen this somewhere, and maybe it's just like uh, one of those common tales that every person tells, like, if I won the lottery, I would take a shit on my boss's desk. And, you know, this is just what you tell yourself. And then one person finally wins it down in Louisiana. Yeah, that's right. I said it. <laughs> Fuck Louisiana. <laughs> Fuck Louisiana. <laughs> you're on You're on blast. We're putting you on blast. That's right. I said it. You, you heard it here first, folks. Um, where's it going with this? Oh, yeah. So uh, win the lottery. I feel like I came up with a fake headline like this like four months ago. But maybe maybe this is a real. Maybe I repeat. Maybe this is a duplicate. This one sounds all too familiar. Um, yeah, if I want to, I probably would just give, give, give like five weeks notice, something like that. Um, th- this is definitely a way to go out. Did you ever tell you about the guy who threatened to kill me when he got, before he got fired? No. Yeah. So, um, we were well, of cleaning course, toilets. Uh, you were cleaning toilets. You were sleeping with his wife. Yeah. I was sleeping with his wife, cleaning toilets. Um, this is when we were working at the yard, cleaning toilets. And then he was just being a piece of shit that day and we were just not getting along. And I was like, yo, hurry up, because we were doing something. And I, I was pretty much being bossy. And he was like, if you keep talking that way, you're going to be sleeping for a long time. Oh, okay, you have, you, know? you have told this story before. Yeah, you have. You yeah. have. And then I was like, all right, no problem. And then I went to manage. I'm like, yo, can we just fire this guy? He just threatened to kill me. Like, what? And they were like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, fuck this dude. Like, I just don't want him here anymore. And then he walked out of the premises with double fingers up. He's like, fuck this place. Like, the most hick dude ever. (laughs) So what do we think, Cam? Headline or ass nine? Uh, Headline. That's asinine. I made it up. Now, that isn't to say that it hasn't actually happened. Uh, however, you know, I'm, I'm, I made this one up. Gotcha. Okay. I think I might have made up a similar one. Um, headline or asinine. Rudy Giuliani is selling autographed 911 t-shirts for $911. Do you know who Rudy Giuliani is, first of all? Of course. He's the guy with the real hair. Um, now... <laughs> Now, uh, it's almost a little too perfect. 9-11 shirts for $911. Uh, 
Um, autographed. 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 Yeah, that's a good point. Now I don't know. I now I presume. I guess Giuliani was the mayor during 9-11 i'm not entirely sure that's correct that's correct because if he wasn't the mayor yeah it would have no uh it would have no meaning he's just some guy um who was on uh that being said though i would pay for a rudy giuliani autographed piece of seinfeld merchandise of Why? course, because at least he was on Seinfeld, and I like Seinfeld. I like you know, at least I would. When, when was he on Seinfeld? In the episode with the non-fat yogurt, um, the non-fat yogurt, which turns out to be fat yogurt, and then uh, Kramer hooks up with the lab technician in the lab and ends up spilling spilling the non-fat yogurt into Rudy Giuliani's um, blood sample in, during his physical. So then uh, it turns out that, like, in the report comes out that, like, Giuliani's blood is, like, super fatty. And it's, uh, I don't know, just watch the show, Cam. Um, but uh, $911, okay. I wonder what he's raising money for. If he is raising money, I hope the money goes to a good place, at least. So I'm going to say it's a headline. This is a headline, and while he is... <laughs> raising money it's not very clear uh what that foundation does nor what portion of it it's going to so Is it's it, it's like, being sold by wabc wabc radio where giuliani has a regular show is selling 911 t-shirts for 911 dollars they can choose from one of three colors the fine print in the notes say a portion of the proceeds go to wabc radio foundation a 501 c3 charity it does not disclose how much of that goes into it, and we can be pretty sure that the rest of it is going to go into um, his legal fund because he's facing off against Trump uh, in some other uh, legal disputes. Now, well, I would, uh, but this is real. Now, what 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 makes me the most curious about this is what is the design on the shirt? So I'm picturing a few possible options, right? I'm picturing uh, like New York City skyline, two towers on the front, no towers on the back. Um, I'm <laughs> I, I'm I'm picturing, um, you know, there's like kind of like that one video footage that looks like it's far away, but it's while the first tower has been hit and it's smoking and the plane is just about to hit the second uh that would be another good one or finally and the one that i would personally purchase is george w bush standing on the rubble being helped up to the top of the rubble by the firefighters with that big megaphone um so i mean it, it really depends on the design for me personally or you know how or you, no, or you know how um or you know how those prince edward island the dirt shirts Remember, you kids would have those. You go to PEI, you get a shirt made of uh, the red dirt. It would be interesting if they could take some yeah. of that rubble from 9-11, press it down into a shirt, and then make uh, make the 9-11 shirt that way. I don't know. So I'm, I'm looking at it here. It looks like it has Rudy Giuliani, George Bush, and a third person uh on the photo with an america flag on the back and it says remembering and reuniting never forget 20 years with rudy giuliani and then it says 9-11 on the sides of it it's the, it's not a good shirt uh, i won't call it that yeah i i think um, I, I personally i would personally want george w on the megaphone or new york city skyline two towers on the front or like two, uh, new york city skyline two towers on the front and it says september 10th 2001 and on the back skyline no towers september 11th 2001 i think that would be it 
KKM, I got one more headline here for you. Are you ready? Ready. Um, uh, okay, I'm headline last nine. Harambe won 11,000 votes in the 2020 presidential election. Harambe was the gorilla? He was the gorilla. Uh, famously was shot in, uh, in the zoo when a kid fell over and um like fell over the fell over the barrier or whatever and i guess everybody thought the gorilla and was going to kill what, this kid what year what year was it what year did the harambe thing happen oh fuck no the election oh 2020 the, the election so the most recent election oh okay yeah i mean harambe is still somewhat of a meme um and i think there is a lot of meme voters out there especially with the political climate we have out there. I'm really trying to stretch this out, Cam. I don't think there was a political candidate called Harambe. I don't think we can go as far as saying that. Um, but pe- people hate people hate America. <laughs> so they voted for Harambe. <laughs> so what, so, That's a headline. Okay, okay, okay. It's ass nine, Cam. I made it up. Harambe. Oh, there, there, there's probably more, dude. <laughs> no, there was, yeah, I made it up. There was 50,000. Yeah. <laughs> he won in two different counties. Yeah. yeah, he actually won. He's he is the he is a governor in uh three states right now. All right, headline around saying drone strike inter- incorrectly bombs lemonade stand. Drone strike incorrectly. So now like I don't know how this whole like secret operatives thing work, right? Do they see like a building and they're like that's it? Like, you know, so much research, time, money, thought power has to go into where these drone strikes are going to happen and to think that you know it ends up being a lemonade stand like f- even from above how much of a risk could a lemonade stand look like a lemonade stand is what at most five feet long by two and a half feet wide four feet high at most like what of actual destruction possibility could you hide in a in a kind of like a box of that size you know well a lot of times cam it's not so much what you're destroying it's who you're destroying within it i mean in the one case that it's like you know the fucking abadabad and osama bin laden is in a little lemonade stand yeah, okay. Those odds would be far-fetched, though. It does sound like the exact level of incompetence that I would expect from the military. So I am going to say that this one is a headline. Uh, this one is likely a headline that just hasn't been disclosed. Yet. I made this one up, but <laughs> yeah. I, just, I don't. I don't. I don't think we're far from it, Cam. Yeah, probably not. Probably not. That was great. All right, and and are we ready to plug it or shrug it? We're ready. Cam, brand new segment on the show has a new has a new song and everything. Uh, of course, we're talking plug it or shrug it. 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 A little thing from the week that Cam and I think you should do, or something that we think you shouldn't. Cam, do you want to kick this one off? I'll kick this one off, and uh, not sure how many of our listeners here are folks of uh, browsing Reddit, but you probably saw this. If you haven't, definitely check this out. There is a large growing subreddit called the Anti-Work Group. Where Cam, did you hear about this at all? I have not. I have not seen this or heard okay, about this. Okay, perfect. Perfect. So there's this group that called Anti-Work that is just encouraging more workers' rights and kind of a movement within Reddit. The name itself isn't entirely indicative of what it represents, 
Um, but that was the mo- motion themselves. Anyway, Fox News sees this is growing, and they're like, can we get an interview with one of the moderators on Reddit uh, for this particular group? The moderators discuss, and they go, um, this person named Doreen will assign you to the task. You said you've done some media train or media interviews in the past. Well, Doreen pops up, and this is this autistic person whose hair is everywhere in their mom's basement with poor lighting, who the news anchor just absolutely walks all over in this three-minute clip. Maybe the most cringeworthy thing I've ever seen, but also just an absolute perfect what you'd expect a Redditor to be. If you're looking for a good laugh in three minutes, uh, you can learn about Doreen, the 30-year-old dog walker who thinks 20 hours in a work week is too many. Doreen, the dog walker. That's a, that's a, that's a plug for you. Uh, well, Cam, I'm actually going to uh, flip, the, uh, flip the tables a little bit, and I'm going to give our first shrug it. Uh, because it. on the weekend, for the very first time in my life, I went to Ikea. Uh, we're looking for a new, um, a new coffee table for the, um, you know, the family room area and a new television unit, you know, something for the TV to sit on. And I gotta be honest, I gotta shrug my entire experience at Ikea. I think that I'm a little too utilitarian for, uh, Ikea's model. Ikea is something that's meant people to, uh, browse around, see what the options are, take their time. There's even a fucking food court for you to, uh, for you to explore, Cam. This is too not, this is not for me. If you're gonna do some furniture shopping, you go in, you look at it, you take a picture, you bring your fucking tape measure, you measure it out, you make your order. It's easier than we don't need to be pushing around carts, you know, and we we don't need to be designing entire office spaces with pen holders, shelving units, little pots for your shitty fake plants. It was too much for me. It was too much for me, too much for furniture shopping. And now we're in a gate where we want something, but it's not fucking coming. These truckers have them in their fucking trucks. I can't get my coffee table on time. Uh, So I got to shrug it. I gotta shrug Ikea. If you are gonna go to Ikea, come in with the measurements of something you want. Walk specifically to the section in which you're walking to. Measure it out. Buy it or don't buy it. And then get the fuck out of there. Yeah, it's confusing in there. Um, Little pro tip for you, Cam. Use Kijiji. Use Marketplace. That's where you're gonna find good equipment. See, we want. Some- I'm Cam Leclerc. I'm gonna sign off. See, we want something that, that matches, and you know, if you want something that matches, you're not gonna find that. On, you're not gonna find that on Kijiji. You'd be surprised. Okay, yeah, and that was all the, t- that was all the time that we have uh, for the show this week. Thank you for listening, folks. Rate and view, subscribe. The show is everywhere. We'll be back next week, episode 105, and uh, tune in because we're gonna have a new uh, a new show, a new fiver coming up oh we're uh, announcing it uh we might not announce it but we'll have we'll definitely have a new fiver coming up in a few weeks uh so that's something to look forward to all right sounds like a plan all right take care everyone we'll catch up a little uh, later uh, and never forget folks uh velcro was invented by nasa that's my job well you didn't do it take care folks Tonight on two season a pod, ninety six point seven on your.
Two season a pod, 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 two season a